Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Montreal, Canada with my new friend Irma Hussain of MyWays.ca. She was born in Italy and moved to Montreal for college. Ermi stayed here to work after graduating and currently works in finance during the day while spending her free time advocating for women's empowerment. In this episode, Ermi and I talk about hiking at Mount Royal Park, riding La Grande Rue Ferris Wheel, and touring the shrine and gardens at St. Joseph's Oratory. You hear about these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone that wants to visit Canada, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Ermi's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Montreal. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use AwardWall to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account. Hey, Urmi, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Today we're talking about Montreal, Canada. It's a city we did another episode on a, a few months back, and it's such a cool city that I, I was so excited to have you on to talk about it again, and especially some of like your favorites in the city. Yes, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, what's your connection to Montreal? So I moved here for personal reasons, and I did my university here, and now I've been working in the financial sector. So I've been living here for a very, very long time to the point that I became a Canadian uh, uh, citizen. And I've always lived in Montreal since I moved to Canada. Oh, fantastic. So I, I guess you've, you've seen a lot in, in your years of being there and, and like the weather, the changes and everything like that. I, it seems like such a great city. I've always kind of wanted to visit there and experience more of the city, but I think like the aspect of it being so cold in the wintertime is one of the things that kind of held off. Yeah, I must say I cannot agree more about it. And it was even a struggle for me too when I moved because I never experienced so much snow, so much cold. Because I remember the first few years when I moved back in the days, I'm talking about more than 10 years ago, I would say that we used to have really, really, really cold winters to the point that we would would have like minus 30 or 40 degrees on really cold days. But I would say also that because of global warming, the weather has changed. And I want to say for better, but no, it's not. But we do have like mild winters. But we do have still a lot of snow. So it really depends. It's not that it's impossible to visit Montreal when it's uh, winter and when it's snowing because there are a lot of winter activities and winter things to do. But it's, I would say definitely if you want to visit Montreal, come in the summer because it has a completely different vibe. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I think it's like pretty much any like northern city. They, you know, they kind of hunker down in the wintertime and have some activities, but the cities really come alive during the summertime. Uh, actually, I visited a, a few years ago. I flew into Montreal, then drove up to Mont Tremblant to go snowboarding. Yes. I had a wonderful time there uh, with, with me and my kids, but uh, sadly, we were only there for a few days, so we didn't get a chance to actually to explore Montreal. Yes, that's uh, one of the things I was going to say. Mont Tremblant is one of the places that you would go to if you want to do some winter activities like skating or if you want to do some snowboarding, skiing. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great it's a great uh destination for sure. And I have the icon pass, so we get to we got to ski there for free. So that was that was really awesome. Now as, as far as people if people want to come visit Montreal, I know there's a, a pretty big airport there. So th- is that pretty much where we're gonna we're gonna fly directly into Montreal? Yes, that's usually uh, I would say the main airport, the international airport. So that's where uh, I would say that's the main international hub. So if you're coming from like Europe or the States, usually you come through that. And then from there, like you can take an Uber, you can take a taxi, you can take a bus and it takes you directly to your destination. So it's pretty like accessible. Uh, there is a bus, which is, I think, the 747, which brings you directly to downtown. And it's just one single stop there. So it's pretty easy, I would say, to navigate Montreal once you arrive here. So it makes it, makes it very easy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we rented a car. And I will say that getting around the airport, but getting gas and finding out how to actually return the car, that was a little challenging. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, but overall, obviously, we were in a car because we were, were going up to the mountains and everything. But for the, the person that actually wants to, to explore Montreal and enjoy everything that's in the city there, uh, would you recommend them renting a car or should they just take that bus like you mentioned and then you know, take Ubers or whatever around the city? So basically, if you are just taking inside Montreal, my main suggestion would be to take buses and the metros or even Uber if you want. And I would not suggest taking taking a car just because I feel like, first of all, to go in some areas within the city, like downtown, usually there is a lot of traffic. You have to pay for the parking. And we also have a lot of construction during the summer because during the winter, that's the one thing that we cannot do is have constructions because it snows all the time. But during the summer, we do have a lot of construction. So there are roads closed. So it's not ideal for you to take the car if you want to go to places. And a lot of the time, it's much easier to go to different events if you take the bus and the metro and metros is pretty accessible it's close to every single uh, event that takes place in montreal so i would definitely say uh, to stick with the bus and the metro but if you are someone who likes to for instance hike a lot then in that case you would need to have a car because you're actually leaving the city and you have to take the highway so of course it's in that case then it's better that you rent a car Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that if, you, if you're going to go visit Montreal and, and obviously you're probably going to want to do some of the things in the city, but also explore some of the things that are outside, don't rent a car right away. Use the public transportation and use like ride shares to you hit all the local spots there with, within the, in that downtown area. And then on the days that you want to do your hiking, just rent a car on those like couple days there. And you may even want to stay out more towards wherever you're going to go hiking. That way you can probably get a little cheaper rates than, than staying in like those downtown hotels. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, speaking of hotels, I know there's a couple really nice hotels there um, on the higher end. If you want to live like a baller, you know, <laughs> you're throwing your budget to the wind. I know there's a, there's a Fairmont there and there's an Intercontinental, right? Exactly. Yes, those are some of the hotels that I know people actually have used them because I live in Montreal, so I have never used any of the hotels, but I know people that work for airline companies who are my friends. They have used Intercontinental, they have used Fairmont, and they also have used Omni, and they're all located in downtown. I personally think those are very good hotels. They are four to five stars. And Fairmont is well known, so it's a pretty good hotel for anyone who likes to stay. And it, they are basically in the heart of downtown. So if you are like someone who, who just want to visit the city and want to have a lot of things nearby, then definitely staying downtown is probably the best option. 
because maybe yes you're paying a little bit more but you are saving on you know the metro the bus and everything is like walking distance sure sure yeah i mean like we talked about those are those are definitely higher end properties i have iht status and and so i i would probably say that intercontinental there but you know, for people that are little, working a little bit more of a budget and everything, we'll definitely have some links in the in the show notes and kind of recommend some other properties that might be a little bit more affordable and, and keep your, your travel costs down. Now, as far as like once we're actually in Montreal, like you said, getting around is fairly easy between like the metro and the buses and, and ride shares. Are there any parts of the, the downtown area that we should avoid? Uh, you know, is there is it pretty safe or is there any sort of major crime areas that we need to watch out for? <laughs> major crime, crime areas? Uh, honestly, I wouldn't say Montreal is recognized for being a city we do that where we have a lot of crimes. I would say definitely to always be careful no matter where you go, but Montreal is a relatively safe place. That's one thing I can definitely tell you because I've been to many places around the world and I always feel very safe in Montreal. Uh, so I wouldn't say there is an area that you want to um, absolutely have to avoid, especially like downtown is pretty safe. If you go like a little bit like in the plateau area, it's also very safe. So every single area is pretty safe. It's just that always be on the guard, I would say, you know, as you would do in any type of city. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you don't want to be complacent where it's like, oh, you're not paying attention and be like the tourist walking around holding up a holding up a map. You know, you're just asking for problems as far as that goes. But it seems like that's one of those cities where as long as you act like you belong, you're not going to have any sort of issues. Yes. And the thing is, for instance, I have been to many cities where I was always told, like, be aware of pickpockets. We don't have this kind of issue in Montreal, for instance. Oh, good. So that's one thing that I love about Montreal is that it's relatively safe. You don't have to worry about pickpockets and stuff like that. So that's a good thing, I would say. Nice, nice. Okay, so let's talk about some of the things we should do while we're there visiting uh, you know, the actual the city. And then we can also talk about some of the hikes and some of the other things outside of the city. So uh, as far as like in the city, are there like any museums or attractions that you really recommend visiting? So I'm all about uh, using everything that it's free. So there are some things that you can do for free and still have the most memorable experience. So one thing that you want to do when you come to Montreal is definitely go to Allport. And basically, the reason why you want to go to Oprah is just because um, there's so much going on during the summer. Like, it's unbelievable. And uh, first of all, Oprah has a very European vibe, very, very much European. And there are things that you can do. So, for instance, you can watch the fireworks from there. You can go for biking. You can go for picnic. They have food festivals during the summer. Uh, you can go for the zip lining. They also have little uh, like stalls where they are selling like souvenirs, jewelry, so you can do a little bit of shopping. They have a fake beach. They, you can also do pedaling in the water. And they also have this thing called La Rue, which is sort of like the fake London Eye. So you can go on top of that and you can like take a ride and see the, the city. And Oldport is just so beautiful to walk during the day or during the night because you can go for a run, you can take a walk in the evening and you feel a little bit of breeze because it's near the water. And then in Oldport, they also have a lot of uh, like coffee places, ice cream places. Uh, they also have some restaurants and in the evening, some nights, like in, on Saturdays, they also have people playing music on the street. So it's a... I would say definitely Oldport is one place that you want to do. 
That sounds amazing. Yeah. I love going to Europe and everything. That's like one of my favorite places to go just because I love like the architecture and like the history of the buildings, but it's a long flight and you know, sometimes fares are expensive and everything like that. So you don't have to go all the way to Europe to experience a little bit of Europe, you know, right here in our backyard. Exactly. So that's what I really like about Oldport because I feel like you have that experience of the European vibe. And I would say every single tourist go to Oldport to experience that and to experience a little bit of life. And definitely Oldport is one place uh, to go. And they also have like circles. So they also have like Cirque du Soleil. Depending on when you go, they also have like circles uh, playing and that's like how much you can do. You can also go to restaurants that have terraces and you can go like on a rooftop and have dinner. So that's another great thing about Old Port. Well, that sounds amazing. There's another place that seems really cool, uh, the, the Mont Royal Park. Yes. So the Mont Royal Park is probably like my favorite place to go because basically you can hike the park. Like You can do a little hike and you go on top of the park. So when you reach the park, there are a few things that you can do. So first of all, they have a chalet. So if you go to this chalet, you have basically the whole panorama of the city. So you see the whole city from, from the top of the mountain. You can also uh, run. You can also do picnics. And they also have a park, which is called the uh, Lac du Castor. And in this park near the park, basically, you have a lake. And you can do a little bit of pedaling. Uh, you can have picnics. And that's what I like about um, the Mont Royal Park because I would say it's like the park, it's a park within the city, but you can do so many things in it. And a lot of people spend time there doing hiking, running, doing picnics. So that's definitely one of the, I would say, the best places that you can go to when you come to Montreal. Sure, sure. And, and like you said, it, these are all free things to do while you're, while you're there in Montreal, which is great, helps save your travel budget, but also... Even if you have a, a, a good sized travel budget, saving money on some of these attractions allows you to, to take some money and kind of splurge on a dinner or splurge on an experience that you might otherwise not be able to afford. Another one that seems really interesting is the, the St. Joseph's Oratory. Yes. So that one is actually not that far from the Memorial Park. So definitely, if you are going to the Memorial Park, then once you're done with visiting the park, you can definitely go to the St. Joseph Oratory. So it's a big, big church on top of a hill technically you would need a car to go up but you can also do it by walk so it's not that it's impossible they used to have a shuttle bus that would do like back and forth from the top of the hill down at the bottom i don't know if it's still there i used to see it before but you can definitely go um, basically by walk or you can take a car if you have one and you go to visit the church and the visit to the church is free and you have people taking pictures and then outside you have the stairs, you can sit there. And again, from there, you see the whole city. So again, it's free, it's accessible. And that's definitely one of the most beautiful like churches that I've seen. Oh, absolutely. And, and like you said, just having those views of the city, it's like so picturesque. And, you know, if you're, if you're into social media, you can get like, you can get your awesome Instagram photo uh, <laughs> <laughs> and everything else. So, uh, so that's really nice. But beyond that, you know, one of the things I always do whenever I travel, you know, when I bring my kids, I, I try to make it a little bit educational for them. And I try to find some of the museums that, that are there in the, in the cities to have fun, but also provide some education. What are some museums that you'd recommend? So I'm not too much into museum, but there is one that I really liked when I first moved to Canada that I used, that I visited, was the Museum of uh, the Musée des Beaux-Arts 
which is again in downtown. And basically, uh, depending on when you're visiting, they have different kinds of exhibitions. Again, if you're visiting this museum, I would always suggest to look into the website to purchase the tickets, but you can also do it on the spot when you arrive there. That's probably one of the most popular museums in Montreal, I would say, that people visit when they come here. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like you said, you never know when there's going to be a long line. And if you, especially if you're like a lot of Americans, you know, we have like limited vacation days, right? And so the last thing you want to do is wasting part of your vacation is waiting in line to buy a ticket. So buy your ticket online and sometimes you even find discounts being able to buy it online versus, versus on the spot. So in some places they fill up, right? And you may be disappointed. You show up and try to buy your ticket and they're like, sorry, we're full for the day. Yes. And I remember, and I'm talking about a couple of years ago, they used to have I think it was like in May or in June where you would have this one Sunday where every like access to the museum was free. Like you could access any museum for free that particular day. Right now, I don't know if it's still the same, but it's always like suggested that you do a little bit of research before coming because things have changed maybe with time. But before I remember that there was this one Sunday, like in the month of May or June, where you could just visit any museum for free. Yeah. And I always find those like those free days. It it sounds really appealing because like, you know, I'm frugal and I want to be able to save money and everything like that. But I generally try to avoid those days just because they're going to be so packed because there's going to be so many people. I'd rather just pay the the $10 or whatever and be able to experience the museum without being, you know, shoulder to shoulder with a hundred different people, you know? Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one of the things we always talk about whenever we travel is like getting those like really excellent like culinary experiences in the the different cities. I introduced my son to poutine and and like the gravy and the cheese and the fries and everything. And first he looked at it, he's like, oh my God, like, no, I'm not going to eat that. And then I told him, I said, just close your eyes and just take a bite. And next thing you know, he devoured the whole thing. So <laughs> <laughs> what type of culinary experiences should we, to, should we experience there in Montreal? And then also my wife is really into coffee and I know you have some really great coffee spots as well. Yes. So definitely the poutine is a must if you're coming to Canada and I can definitely give you one place to go and try the poutine. So there is this place called La Banquise and basically they serve poutine over there. And it's a place that, you, that it's open, I think, 24 hours and basically, they always have a lineup for some reason, but I guess I know why. It's because they have the best poutine, and you don't just have the regular poutine, but you can like customize it and have like other things on, in your poutine. Like you can have guacamole, you can have meat in it, so you can add different topics to this poutine. And usually, like it's La Banquise is probably the best place for poutine. And there is another place called Paul and Suzanne where they also have very good poutine and that's usually the traditional poutine so you have french fries you have cheese on top and then you have the gravy sauce and that place to paul and suzanne is open 24 hours so i would say that when you come to montreal definitely poutine that's one thing that you want to try and i'm very big on coffee like your wife and there are a few places that i highly recommend when it comes to coffee so there is um, a place called cafe italia and basically, it's located on St. Lawrence Street. And in my opinion, it has the best coffee in Montreal. It's very close to what you will get back in Italy. And it's run by Italian people. And it's basically set up like a coffee store that you would see in Italy. So that's one place I definitely suggest people to go. 
There is also Café Olimpico, which is located in Plato. And this is an old coffee coffee store that has been open for uh, like long time ago. And you can expect to have uh, some pastries. You can expect to have lattes, cappuccinos, macchiato, affogato, espresso. So you can expect to have those kind of things. And then I would also suggest uh, to people to also try fresh food that are locally produced. So there are two markets. One of them is called Chantalon Market and the other one is called Atwater Market. So these are open um, air markets that sell like fruits and vegetables, but they also sell like uh, meats. They also sell uh, cheese, baked goods fried stuff so you can also take the opportunity to like sit down outside and enjoy the food that is like locally produced so those are some of the places i would definitely tell people to try no absolutely i love going to markets like that because then you can instead of sitting in a restaurant and being there for you know an hour and a half and maybe getting good service maybe not you can just go to the market grab whatever you like you know and that way you can like make sure you're, you're getting food that, that's going to be satisfying for everybody. And then just go to a local park and like, like a bench at a, at a certain spot and just kind of people watch and enjoy yourself. And I think that's one of the great experiences you can do. If you have a little time or just carve out a little bit of time to, to kind of sit and, and chill, it's a good way to just people watch and, and really kind of enjoy and soak up the experience of the city. Yes, definitely. Now you mentioned that one of those cafes was a kind of like a Italian inspired. I think there's like a little Italy, Italy place that's uh, there in Montreal as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cafe Italian is in Little Italy. <laughs> it's in Little Italy, like uh, it's on Saint Lawrence Street, which falls basically in Little Italy. And the thing is, in Little Italy, you can expect to find other coffee stores. It's not just Cafe Italia. I mean, I like Cafe Italia, but you can also expect to find other good coffee stores like Cafe Vito, Cafe San Simon, Cafe Caron, San Gennaro. So it's like plenty of coffee stores. Like the thing is, there are so many that you do not know which one to choose. But the one that I just mentioned, I would say probably are like the best ones, like Cafe Vito, Cafe Caron. San Gennaro. These are pretty good when it comes to coffee. Nice. Yeah. And I, I love eating pizza and my son is like all about lasagna and like spaghetti meatballs and everything like that. So being right there, we could also find some really great Italian restaurants as well. Exactly. You can also find some uh, Russians there, mainly Italian restaurants, I would say. So you can expect to have pizza. So for instance, San Gennaro, they have these uh, little tranches of pizza that you can buy uh, which is pretty good at uh, San Gennaro. And you also have a restaurant next to it, which is called Bottega, where you basically sit down and can order um, any type of pizza. So that's another good place too that I would highly recommend. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, I, like we talked about earlier, you know, with like the old port area, you know, the, Montreal has like that really like kind of European feel to it. There's also kind of like a, uh, a French area of the city as well, right? Because I know Canada, obviously, they have that split between the, the English and the French. And uh, there's a lot of the French language as well as English language uh, throughout the city. Yes, exactly. So in uh, Plateau, basically, that's the French neighborhood. So in Plateau, like you have that very French vibe and you can also find like hip style like um, people. But Plateau has very good restaurants of any kind of sorts. So you can have like a lot of French cuisine. You can expect to have a lot of um, uh, Middle Eastern food. You can expect to have a lot of Greek food. So you can expect to have different, different things. And Plateau has 
not only restaurants, but it also has good brunch places that I really like. And it also has good coffee places. And then nearby, you can have parks in the whole area. So for instance, uh, some of the parks nearby is, uh, for instance, Park La Fontaine, which is pretty good. And you can also have good Portuguese chicken in Plato. So one of the places that I love a lot is Ramados. And Ramados has chicken sandwiches. They also have chicken and they also have poutine with chicken, which is very, very good. Oh, fantastic. Now, you mentioned brunch there. Uh, one of the things I always want to do is... is have a good breakfast before we head out for the day to be able to, to go exploring. So we want to have a good full belly and everything. Uh, where would we go for a nice brunch? So there is one, there is one brunch place that I really like, which is called um, India Rosa. And it's a fusion of like Indian cuisine. It's like a fusion between Indian and Western but it's like full of flavor that I cannot, I cannot even explain you like how good it is. And the thing about this brunch place is that it is always, always packed. So if you ever want to go to India Rosa, so there are, they have two uh, branches. One is in Plateau and the other one is in Griffin Town. They are both very, very busy all the time. And if you ever want to go for a brunch there, it's highly recommended that you make the reservation the day before. Because otherwise, if you go on the day off, you have to wait on the line and the lines are are huge. In the Rosa, it's very good when it comes to brunch place. Like You will feel very full after having brunch there. And it's a highly recommended place, I would say. Nice. Yeah. And again, make those reservations ahead of time because we don't want to waste time waiting in line. That's for sure. Well, Umi, I, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips for Montreal. I've learned so much and we're definitely the next time we come out there to Montremblant, we're going to be able to carve off a little time and, and be able to explore the city a little bit more. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Montreal, where should they go and what should they eat? Okay, so because I like very like oriental type of food, there is this Afghani restaurant in Plateau, which I really like, and it's called Fenetre Sur Kabul. And in this restaurant, you can expect to eat handmade Afghani meals. And it's very like, uh, it gives you very like home type of feeling when you go there because the person who makes the food, she's I think um, a lady who has been working there for a long time and she treats it like uh, you're their, their kids. And it's a very good place if you want to have like homemade Afghani food. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that if you can go to a place where they treat you like family like that, you know, made with like not only by their hands, but also with like the love like that, that you're, you can't go wrong, even if you don't really know exactly what you're eating. Yes. <laughs> so uh, like we talked about earlier, uh, you've been in, in Montreal for a number of years and you've, you've had a, a kind of a, a wide variety of experiences there. What's one of your most memorable? So my most memorable is when I first experienced the freezing rain. I didn't know the concept of freezing rain before moving to Canada. So I remember one day I went out when there was freezing rain and I wasn't told to be aware of, uh, like I wasn't told to be careful when I was walking on the street. But the one thing that they didn't, they don't tell you is that it's very slippery outside when there is freezing rain. And so what happened is when I left home, I fell. I fell and I was so embarrassed that I kept looking around hoping that no one would see me because <laughs> I fell on the freezing rain and I learned my lesson to buy proper shoes next time when there was a freezing rain because it's really, really dangerous to walk outside when there is freezing rain because everything just becomes ice and it's like you're walking on a skating ring. And it's something that I experienced only in Canada, but I don't think we have it in Europe. So freezing rain was something new to me. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, welcome to Montreal. Here we go. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, you know, the good thing is that you were a little embarrassed at first, but you can kind of look back at it now <laughs> and, and, and laugh and, and ha- have a good time about it. But speaking of uh, good times and happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Montreal? So if you want to have a nice experience in a terrace, I would suggest this place uh, in Old Port, which is called uh, William Gray. And basically, it's a terrace. It's a restaurant on a rooftop in a hotel. And over there, you can have happy hour as well as uh, good food. So it's a restaurant with uh, basically where they serve drinks and it's on a rooftop, so you have the, the view of the city, you see Old Port, and it's a nice place to visit in the summer. Oh, that sounds amazing. Now, uh, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. Where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Montreal? I'm not sure about pepperoni pizza, but I can definitely tell you for margaritas. And my favorite place is uh, Pizzeria Gemma, which is located in Little Italy. And I would say definitely it's probably one of the best places where you can have pizzas along with the other restaurant that I mentioned early, which is Bottega, where they also serve very good authentic pizzas. Fantastic. Now, before we start recording, we were talking about like about your site and some of your initiatives as far as helping people to travel and have empowerment for women and everything like that. And part of that aspect is obviously traveling around the world and enjoying different cultures and everything. So what's one of your best travel tips? I would say when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do. So that would be my theme. Always try to like adapt yourself to the local standards and how the locals live. Because I would I would say that's when you have the best experience. No, I agree. I think it's one of those things that obviously you know you're comfortable in your own skin, you know, at home and everything like that. But if you travel and you are going to a place that you're not necessarily familiar with the customs and and those type of things, it it could be a little challenging or especially if you're, you're you're too rigid and you're staying with your your old ways so exploring and like opening yourself up to some of those new adventures and new experiences will definitely dig deep in that travel experience and, and make you have uh, a much better time and and create more memories that you can share with everybody else exactly well Romy, i really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do Yes, so um, I work in the financial services industry, but I'm also a blogger, a YouTuber, a speaker, and self-published author. And if people want to connect with me, I have a blog called myways.ca. I'm also available on LinkedIn. It's called Urmi Hossain. I have a YouTube channel called Urmi Hossain. And if anyone wants to purchase my book or my eBooks, they are available on Amazon. So I have a book called Discovering Your Identity, A Report from Interactional Struggle. And I have two eBooks. One is about personal branding. And the second one is about expression that you want to learn in Italian if you're traveling to Italy for the first time. And they are all available on Amazon. Well, fantastic. Well, we'll definitely link to those in the show notes. And Urmi, uh, again, it was great talking to you and, and getting to meet you. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thank you. What an awesome conversation with Urmi. I drove through Montreal on my way to snowboard at Montremblant, but I didn't get to enjoy the city. After hearing her tips, I definitely need to book a trip. You can find all the links we talked about today and our one-page guide to Ermi's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Montreal. We want to say thank you to Awardwall for being today's affiliate partner. It's my favorite way to track airline miles, hotel points, and other loyalty programs. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Awardwallet to start your free accounts today. Join us next time as we head to Cleveland, Ohio to speak with my good friend Jason Lewinda of MobiusJourneys.com. In this episode, Jason and I talk about hiking waterfalls at Cuyahoga National Park, exploring the Great Lakes Science Center, 
and spending Halloween at Lakeview Cemetery with the graves of John D. Rockefeller and President James Garfield. We hope you join us when we travel there. I'd love hearing your feedback about the show. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere or email me at wetravelthere.com or slash contact to share your thoughts. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations. <laughs>